0: Welcome back to another edition of the Educational AD Podcast. We couldn't do this without the incredible support of our sponsors, and we want to start by saying thank you to all of them. First, to our diamond sponsor, Varsity Brands, including BSN, Varsity Spirit, and Herff Jones. Varsity Brands. Elevating student experiences in sport, spirit, and achievement. We also want to thank our Platinum sponsors. Ephesus Lighting, innovating a brighter future at every level. Gilman Gear, always a step ahead. Camp Mobile, where leaders communicate better. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. And Vital Signs bring student achievements to life. Thank you to all of our great sponsors. Welcome back to another episode of the Educational AD. Today, we have the FIAAA Insider. We're gonna visit with Tammy Talling. Tammy's a Certified Master Athletic Administrator, and she is the District AD for Duval County Schools here in Florida. Tammy, how's it going?
1: It's going great, Jake. Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, Absolutely. Uh, I know you're super busy. Uh, There's no summers off for athletic directors. So we're going to jump right into it. Uh, Tammy, share with our listeners kind of your five-minute bio, you know, where you grew up, where you went to school, give them a chance to get to know you.
1: Very good. So um, I attended Crescent City High School and played three sports. I went on to Um, Play some college volleyball, and then I ended up graduating from the University of North Florida um, right here in Jacksonville. My first teaching job was at Paxson. I coached volleyball there, and my first year I was lucky enough to be the assistant athletic director. Um, My second year I was even more lucky, and I was named the athletic director um, of that school and ended up staying there for about six years, coaching volleyball, being the AB, and teaching. In 1998, I transferred to Mandarin High School, where I was the volleyball coach, girls' flag football coach, and I was the athletic director there for 14 years. And currently, I am the director of athletics for Duval County Public Schools, and I've been with the district in this position for eight years.
0: Very cool. Okay. Um, Again, I know you, I know your career, but... um, we always talk about the importance of leadership. Who are some of the leaders that really had an impact on your career, whether it was a high school or a college coach, or maybe um, bosses that you've had uh, during your career in athletics?
1: So I would probably say um, when I started high school, my volleyball coach, she was extremely influential in my life. She was very motivational. She was inspiring to me both personally and professionally and watching her in my high school athletic director I thought who wouldn't want to get paid to play all day long watch sports all day long um, be able to be the game day manager of tournaments and award ceremonies and things like that so I would say early on it was probably my volleyball coach I've had a lot of um, supervisors over the years that have encouraged me to um, better better myself and 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 get more degrees and get more certifications and licenses and and, and I'm very uh, motivated currently by our superintendent as she is a former high school athlete and very involved with athletics and uh, making sure that our student athletes are taken care of so Currently, I would say she's probably one of my um, mentors.
0: Now, I know you've done some really unique things with your athletic directors in Duval County with regards to their professional development and uh, certification, uh, you know, knowing the rule book. Why don't you share with our listeners some of those uh, things that you've done for your athletic director's professional development?
1: So... First of all, I'd like to talk about our coaches certification that we do in Duval County. All of the coaches that are supplemented in our county that receive a supplement, they have to take an online FHSA rules exam or bylaws bylaws exam and then also an NFHS rules exam so that they are knowledgeable of the rules and regulations. And so I think that's extremely important that we're not just hiring coaches or people off the street because, you know, they're a warm body. We want to make sure that they're knowledgeable about the rules, regulations, guidelines, protocols, procedures, and, and that they're compliant with FHSA guidelines as well. And we have, in our county, developed a professional development program through getting sponsors that buy into our philosophy about having coaches and athletic directors attend trainings. And so we're able to do that through the sponsors of our of our local businesses, and so I, I'm pretty proud of that as well.
0: Yeah, I know that the coaches certification, uh, your rules exam, that always gets uh, you know a big response out of athletic directors at our conference. Um, you know, you, this isn't your first rodeo. You know, you're a veteran AD. Um, Going back to even when you were a high school student athlete and and the athletic directors at your school, and when you first started out as a coach and an AD, and and now you've got um, a good number of years of AD experience, how have you seen the job of the high school athletic director change over the years?
1: That's a great question, Jake. And I can probably best answer it by saying times have changed especially this year 2020 protocols and procedures have been updated safety guidelines have improved parents have changed but the one thing that's constant is our students they have not changed they want to play sports they want to learn they want to get better they want to improve and they want to have fun so there's been a lot of changes um over the years but but the one thing that makes this job enjoyable is the students and and that they haven't changed.
0: Let's talk a little bit about Duval County. Um, I was just on the uh, internet today and, you know, the only uh, thing that is for sure is that nothing is for sure as far as reopening. Um, You have some states that, as of today, they say we're going to delay the start of fall sports. You know, Florida at this point has said, you know, we're sticking to our our timeline and it's only July 1st right now when we're recording this what's going on in Duval County right now with your schools what are the plans and again you know we understand that things could change tomorrow
1: you're exactly right we are we are currently for athletics we are in what we call phase two of our RTA return to activity and so phase one was participation in outdoor activities with wearing a mask, doing temperature checks, six foot distancing, um, no equipment, no indoor facilities. This past Monday, we moved to phase two, which increased our number of participants a little bit. It increased our time together. And then we added in some indoor facilities, but with the use of equipment, only individual equipment. So our schools have been very creative in uh taking the weight plates and putting kids' names on them and they're only allowed to use those um, those weight plates and, and doing different things like that. So I've been very proud of our district and how um, they've embraced our return to activity. Um, and the purpose, you know, obviously is for safety, for heat acclimatization um, and in, in phase two, we've added the additional co- cleaning procedures because we're inside and then we will just continue to monitor what we're doing daily so that we have, we can make updates to phase three. And our superintendent, she has a very well-developed plan for each level, elementary, middle school, and high school, school and it's kind of a hybrid. Um, and it even includes some transportation um, guidelines with regards to kids getting to and from practices on days when they may be at home doing distance learning.
0: Yeah, that sounds uh, very comprehensive at McClay. Obviously, we're uh, a smaller private school, but we're K through 12, and we have uh, a full slate of summer camps in addition to our sports activities. And so our head of school, our leadership team has done the same thing, just tried to be as comprehensive as possible, focusing on safety, but at the same time, you know, trying to maintain those connections with kids. How have your um, um, your your kids, your coaches, your parents you know how have they responded to um, I hate to say the new normal, but you know what we're doing right now as far as summer activities?
1: Well initially, I think everybody was just so excited to get back to work, um, especially our coaches, but our parents and our student athletes as well they were very excited and then I believe when they saw the plan and how strict it was, they were kind of scratching their head a little bit, like, really, we're going to put all of these, you know, protocols in place, and how are we going to manage all of this? And then when they saw that we were really putting the safety of our student athletes and our coaches first um, by doing some, what I thought some innovative things uh, with regards to trying to keep the area safe and, and our and our athletes safe, we developed uh, what's called, a, it, it's a QR code for and we do it for attendance and we did it for, for the questionnaire. So as the kids come in, they took their phone, they scanned the QR code and they were able to answer the questions. That way we weren't exchanging papers and pens and people touching all of that stuff. And that was also how we did our attendance. And one of my athletic directors here in town He actually started that a couple of years ago, because like at a girls flag football tryout, he would have 120, 150 kids. And he was trying to figure out how to manage all of that, make sure that he knew everybody that was there and who had the paperwork. And so we just extended that QR code attendance to our questionnaire. And so I I think it's been embraced by our um, by our entire county, including our community parents and our coaches as well.
0: Oh, that's, that's great to hear. Yeah, we've been very blessed, too. Um, It doesn't uh, seem like it was, uh, you know, three months ago uh, that we, you know, started this new idea of, you know, distance uh, learning and working uh, virtually. What are some of the things that you've seen since the uh, um, advent of this with our uh, working remotely Uh, What have been some challenges? What have been some good things uh, that have developed?
1: I would say definitely some of the benefits have been time for professional development. Um, We can now perfect our craft through trainings, webinars, hopefully reading some books, uh, attending some virtual conferences, and then reviewing the updates from the FACA, the FHSAA, as well as the FIAA, some challenges probably just learning the new normal not being face to face or having that human interaction and i would i would probably say for our coaches the fear of our student athletes the kids being out of shape from you know not being outside and doing their workouts and things like that
0: let's go and um, again stay on uh, you know maybe events from this summer Certainly, the, the current, you know, social issues that, um, you know, we're seeing about and, and being involved with uh, have had an impact and will continue to have an impact on athletics uh, here in Florida. What are some things that, uh, you know, you've done or, or maybe going to do with your district? Uh, what are some things that we all can do as athletic administrators um, regarding these uh, current social issues?
1: Well. Probably the first thing that I would uh, talk about with regards how we can do better would be in tying it into sports would be our sportsmanship in athletics and with our student athletes. I think it's important that we are teaching them to love everybody and because everybody has differences and we should be kind to our teammates as well as our opponents. And that's just embracing diversity. And I think we can, We do it very well, I think, in athletics, and if everybody could follow suit, I think the world would be a better place. I think it's important for our student-athletes to understand social media and how they need to be professional when they are posting stuff on the World Wide Web for everybody to see, and understanding that negative comments or any negativity impact their recruiting process, uh, possibly pending scholarships, or even future employment. And so I think it's important that we teach that. I think we all could do better as, you know, adults, administrators, coaches, but definitely making sure that our student athletes understand social media. And then probably safety. Um, I, I saved the best for last. I meant safety should be the first and foremost. Um, but education, educating our coaches and our students and our parents, uh, making sure that they understand prevention for athletic injuries, that they know the state laws, like the newly enacted Zach Martin Act, which started today, uh, with regards to heat and hydration, and then just knowledge about concussions and sudden cardiac arrest and, all of those things that are important um, that we need to stay on top of, and that we could all do better, making sure that we're knowledgeable about all of those things.
0: Okay, so great, great stuff there. Let's make it. A, I'll throw an easy one at you. You know, what's your favorite part of the job? You know, what uh, you know really gets you going. I know we always say it's the kids, but. Uh, Give me some specifics. What are some favorite things uh, of yours during your day at uh, Duval County?
1: Well, I would say probably as a high school director and coach, it was a relationship with kids. But now that I'm in the district office, those relationships are different now because I don't have the daily interaction with students like I did when I was a teacher or when I was a coach. Um, But definitely building relationships with middle and high school athletic directors, with the principals, and our administration, and feeling like knowing the issues that I had as a high school athletic director and being able to make a difference on a larger level working in the district. Um, And we're all only as good as the people that we are surrounded by. And so I have a very good support system from my athletic directors on the middle school level, the high school level, as well as the principals. So that's probably a a really fun part of my job is being able to build those relationships with the grown-ups and um, making Duval County better because of it.
0: Okay. Um, Looking at the other side of athletic administration, you know, share you know, a challenging uh, moment that you had. It might have been with a kid. It might have been with a a parent or a coach. uh, But something that uh, maybe caught you off guard that, uh, you know, you had to deal with and, uh, again, had a a positive uh, resolution.
1: I would probably say parent, and interpretation of maybe certain rules, regulations, and making it work for their kid when we try to implement policies and procedures that cover the entire district. So, for example, we had a situation one time where so our middle school constitution um, states that student athletes are eligible. When report cards are issued, and so on the day that they're issued, a student athlete in middle school can become eligible or ineligible. And there were there was a holdup in our district a couple of years ago with the issue of them, and it was supposed to be I, I can't remember, like on a Monday or a Tuesday, and we had you know something happened with our system where we couldn't issue them until like that Thursday. Um, But on that Tuesday, we had a football game, and so the parent took it upon themselves to go to the school and say they were um, transferring and they needed their child's report card because they were going to another district or another state. So they got their their report card issued and then tried to play the semantics game. Um, even though they weren't issued throughout the whole entire county, he wanted his son to be eligible for football that Tuesday evening, so that he could he because he knew he was going to be eligible, but he knew that it was on the day report cards were issued, and we had extended that issue date two days because of a technical issue, and so <laughs> I would say that was that was a time when you know I had to deal with something, which made us re-look at our policies and procedures and make sure that they are clear when we're writing them and including them in our bylaws and constitution. Did that answer your question?
0: No, I mean, that was fine, and that's a good example of uh, things, unintended consequences. You know, you you write a policy, you come up with something that sounds good, and guaranteed a student or a parent or someone will find, you know, that one exception that makes you go, right, look at it, but no, that's, that's the job of being an AD. Um, we're coming to the end. Let's go ahead and wrap up. Um, we call it the AD's toolbox. Uh, i like you to share uh, three things, your top three uh, toolbox items that you would share with a brand new athletic director in your district to help them have a positive, uh, rewarding year. What, what would your top three be?
1: I would probably say my definitely number one is communication. Um, it's important to communicate with your principal, your coaching staff, your parents, the community, your booster club groups, and you should communicate with them in different forms. I mean, not, you shouldn't just try to communicate them only by email. Um, you should text them, you should call them, make sure that you're posting things on your website. And in my district, I make sure all of my athletic directors are, um, they download the GroupMe app and they know and their notifications have to be turned on because that's more of like an emergency where we're wanting to make sure that this is something that, you know, you need to, you know, pay close attention to and respond relatively quick in case for some situations where an athletic director may not have access to email or may not get it on their phone Um, so I would definitely say communication is probably the number one Um, number two is professional development for sure you're never too old to learn our student athletes they deserve the best of us and if we're not trying to get better on a daily basis by learning then we're doing our kids a disservice, especially in my county, and and I preach that a lot about professional development, and so I think it's important that we get involved in the FACA if we are coaches, in the FIAA, so that we can be knowledgeable of the rules and new procedures and current laws, so communication one, professional development number two, and just knowing the rules in general, I would say, would be number three. Making sure that as the county that you work in, that you know your district school board policies, that you understand gender equity and what Title IX means, that you're compliant with the FHSAA and that you understand, you know, facility and, and building codes. If you're in the county office where you're, you know, having dealing with scoreboard repairs or, or new scoreboards or uh upgrades to your facilities and and things like that. So I would probably say communication one, professional development number two, and then just knowing all of the rules and staying uh, on top of them would probably be my top three if I was mentoring a new athletic director.
0: Well, those are all great, great suggestions. And just from my interactions with the ADs in Duval County, uh, you've done a great job. In mentoring them and uh, and also encouraging them to follow through on on certification, it's great to see them uh, come through the process. Well, that's it for our interview, Tammy. I really appreciate you coming on today. I hope it hasn't been too dramatic uh, for you.
1: It's it's been a lot of fun. I appreciate it and thanks for setting this up. I, I hope that it's that some of the information that I was able to uh, provide would be helpful uh, to. Athletic directors, you know, across the state of Florida and across across the country. And if anybody, you know, needs anything or wants me to expand on something, feel free to reach out to me. I, I'm happy to help.
0: Okay. Oh no, it's it's been great content. And if you're listening, obviously you know where to find us: uh, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts. We're also posting uh, the video part of this conference, the video and the audio, uh, on the FiAAA website. And those uh, interviews are going to be ready uh, probably toward the end of July. Uh, we'll put up fresh content every Monday. And if you uh, know of an AD that should be on or maybe you would like to be on, shoot me an email and uh, we'll see what we can do about uh, scheduling you. Thanks again, uh, Tammy, and thanks for listening. This is the FIAAA Insider on the Educational AD. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Educational AD podcast. I want to remind you that the Zoom recording of this interview is also available on YouTube on the Educational AD channel. Thanks again for listening.